you're going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh-huh, uh-huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Waiting on God is something that has to be what? Taught. If you haven't seen it done before, then it's hard to do. You don't know how to wait on God if you've never seen anybody wait on God. Titus 2 and 12, sound doctrine chapter. Whenever you need to know anything, sound doctrine, just go to Titus 2 and 12. This is what God says. Teaching us that, talking about the older men and older women, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. The key to this is denying ungodliness and the second thing. We think worldly lust is sex. Whenever we see lust, we think sex, sexual. That is not what this passage is saying. Worldly lust are the things, desiring things. That the world desires. That car. That house. Stuff that gives you status. That makes you look good. The desire for those things is opposite of contentment. Now don't get me wrong. Who wouldn't want it? But to desire it. And to make that your goal when you don't have it. It keeps you focused on trying to reach an unreal goal. Or an impossible or a hard goal. When the real goal is you be, uh, having fortitude in your own house and securing your own family. You understand what I'm saying? You should secure your family and make sure your family is content where they are. Then if things get better, they get better. If it's not being preached in the church you attend, then it's hard to understand. When preachers and pastors don't encourage people to wait on God and make good, sound decisions in the process, then the people perish or get weary from discouragement. So if we're not preaching, if we're not hearing it, if we're always hearing what we're supposed to have, this is what the preachers are preaching. We're always hearing what we're supposed to have. You the head and not the tail. And God is ready to take you to the next level. And the next level, 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 go. We going up, we going up. Look at somebody say, I'm going up, I'm going up, I'm going up. Why am I preaching down here? I need to preach up here because I'm going up. You know? Well, when you constantly hear this, then, you, you, you know, you start making decisions. Well, since I'm going up, then ain't no need of me driving this hoop. Then I need to go walk around a car seven times. And You understand what I'm saying? Because contentment isn't being preached. You're being pushed to be better and do better when God is not even judging you by things. What good is it to have things and have a horrible marriage? What good is it to have things and your son keep breaking in and stealing them? That's true. You know what I'm saying? I'm a missionary.
Spirit get them testify and God is increasing he's increasing yeah but Junebug is decreasing he, you in church he at your house right now to bust at the window <laughs> he outside with a clothes hanger in your car that's <laughs> My people are destroyed. Nobody, nobody reads this whole thing. And I don't know why they don't. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But because you have rejected the knowledge that I tried to give you, I will also reject thee. You're rejected because you won't listen. That's what's wrong with these preachers now with the truth on the black church. They're rejected. God reject them. You know how I know God rejects them? He said, you're not going to be a preacher. You're not going to be my preacher. He's saying, and because you have just forgotten the law, I'm going to forget your children. That's, that's, that's how you tell. Because they children crazy. You reject knowledge and won't preach true, truth, your children crazy. You know why? And God don't have to make your children crazy. They'll make themselves crazy because they'll see an inconsistency. They don't understand. Okay, you preaching this, but... This dude in the church you won't say nothing to because he gives more money than the others, but he, he's in a secret society. Why, does, why is he exempt? And the first thing a child does when they hear that, they just opt out. Okay, well then I'm exempt. If you have not surrounded yourself with people that practice godly contentment and waiting on the Lord, then you will find it hard to wait. Waiting and being content must be exemplified around you to encourage your own progress. You got to put the right people around you. Look at somebody and say, put the right people around you. Somebody that's rehearsing. Rehearsing. Encouraging. Sister Don, you homeschooling. Got 20 kids homeschooling all of them. Whole classroom. (laughs) That's encouragement to somebody that is thinking about doing it. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Amen. Well, she met Sister Amy who was doing it. And folks, it just starts spreading. We got a whole bunch of homeschoolers in here. But you need somebody that's homeschooling to talk to. Amen. You don't want to talk to someone that's anti-homeschool. Amen. Just anti. Amen. It would be wonderful if everybody could homeschool. Everybody can't. Amen. So if you're thinking about it, then you need to talk to somebody that can do it. If you can't do it, then you just can't do it. Okay? And nobody putting you down because you can't do it. Amen. I got two of my kids were in public school for until high school they got in private school and high school but they turned out well (laughs) (laughs) but now we got an opportunity to homeschool Jonathan you know so we can start we can homeschool him amen and uh you know so you gotta get somebody around you that's talking your stuff you ready for your wife to come off a job and your husband and, and stay home with the kids? You got to get around somebody like that. Amen. You can't get around one of these sorority women. And they'll cancel that in a minute. Now, wait a minute. You got an education and you're not going to use it? You should still be in school. Why you not taking night classes while your kids sleep? That's what they'll say. And they'll discourage your progress. You single? You in single town? And you want to get married? You don't need to hang around no single that ain't thinking about that. Oh, I'll never get married. All right. It was good meeting you. Amen. You need to even hang around some married women. Start watching and observing. 
But that's what it is. Amen. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You need to hang around somebody that's speaking and doing what you want. Well, Jesus hung around sinners. No, he didn't. Anybody saying that? They're blind. They can't read the Bible. He wasn't hanging around no sinners. Sinners found where Jesus was and went to find hope and to ask him questions. Jesus answered their questions and basically said, you know, if you're going to be down with me, X, Y, and Z. Rich young ruler came to him and said, you're going to be down with me, X, Y, and Z. Rich young ruler said, well, I then I guess you can't be down. <laughs> Bible said he went away from Jesus with his head down. That's it. Bye. You out of here. Moving past the plan of God. Getting ahead of God. This is important. Moving past the plan of God is dangerous. Because it may put us in positions that make it impossible to be content. Impossible. So when you get ahead of God's plan for you, you'll put yourself in a dangerous position. It's hard to find contentment when you're in the wrong place. When you're in the wrong place, you constantly want to be in the right place. You can't find contentment. So that's why it's best to get in the right place first. Getting possessions or positions that come prematurely may force us to compromise and let go of God's plan to hold on to the things that we have gotten. Boy, that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to say it again. Getting possessions or positions that come prematurely may force us to compromise and let go of God's plan to hold on to the things we have gotten. We can't hold on to God and get things the wrong way. When we receive these things, we may be happy for a minute, but a day of reckoning will come. When you raise your level up based on what you want, then you put yourself in a position that makes it impossible to be content Unless you give it all up. You see what I'm saying? That's what happened with the rich, rich young ruler. He had it all. Jesus said, okay, come with me. But I can't give up everything, man. I got everything. Well, then keep your everything. You have everything but me. Can you imagine Jesus telling you that? Luke says, if then you have not been true in your use of the wealth of this life, who will give into your care the true wealth of God? Y'all understand what he's saying right here? If you have not been true in your use of the wealth of this life, in other words, you're using the wealth of this life to show who you are, then you're not going to get the true wealth. The wealth of God. Many times we hear the truth and want the truth, but can't accept the truth because we got so far ahead of God that we have to beg him to come and legitimize all that we have done. Lord, come now, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And we want him to legitimize what we've done. No, that's what you did. That's what you wanted. Enjoy that. Our moves and decisions force us out of his will and into our own. This is a terrible place to be. Because no servant can serve two masters. You got to let one of them go to hold the other one. That's what this passage says. Can't serve two. You have to let go of one. To hold the other. You have to hate one of them. He will hate the one. And love the other. In other words you can't love them both. You cannot serve God. And the God of money. Y'all still here? I like that picture. It's like man where was he fishing? And this all I got? Man and some wives in here. Don't, don't do your husband like this. 
look at what other people have and then try to bully their husband for it. Put pressure on their husband for more. Don't do that. Amen. Amen. Don't ever put pressure on your husband to get you the big fish. Enjoy your little fish. Oh, I'm not getting many amens. Be content. Look at somebody say, be content. And please don't be calling other people's name out of what they have that you want in your house. That's witchcraft voodoo. Well, so-and-so husband did this. That's voodoo. That's voodoo. You keep calling what other folks did. Then next thing you know, his eyes going to start looking at other folks. Well, so so so-and-so body. (laughs) I mean, if we're just going to play the other people game. (laughs) You think you want to play that game? You might lose. (laughs) Amen? Am I making sense in here? So don't do that. Yeah, well, sister so-and-so, she she driving this and they live over here and they live over here. Don't do that. Putting the right people around us is very important in being content. When we have godly contentment lived out before us, we become smarter and stronger. First Peter says, likewise ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Hear that? In other words, put yourself in a posture where you can learn something from them. And I can't stand folks that's always trying to be equal with older folks. We all the same. We all equal. No, you're not. Not if they're mature in the faith. You need to shut up and listen. Why would the Bible even call them elders if they wasn't an elder? They could help you. Shut up. Quit trying to make it even. We all the same. And they give you some advice. Brother, you know, I think you, you ought to do this. You ought to do this. I, I, I know. Just get away from me. That's how I feel. Just, just get away. Just go, just go. Just go. Be done. You know what I'm saying? You can't receive nothing because you always trying to be equal. I had this pastor the other day. I called him. And I was like, hey, pastor. Called me, you know, told me his first name. I said, bro, I'm not ever, ever going to call you that. I said, because you, you, you're like, a, you're a pastor to me. You're my elder. And I respect you for that. I'll never call you by your first name. That's just me. That's the way I was right. He's like, well, brother, I appreciate it, but you, you don't have to. I said, well, that's why I choose to do it, because I, don't, I know I don't have to with you. But I want to. You know what I'm saying? Just, just respect. Because I know he had something I need. And when we began to talk, and he helped me a whole lot. And I'm like, brother, see, that's why. Because, you, you know, I consider you an elder. It has nothing to do with age. It's just you've been in the faith longer. You've got some advice that will help me. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Man, I know it ain't about titles and that kind of stuff. Ain't nobody tripping on that. I'm just saying it's just a, just a sign of respect. Submit. Yeah, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. This does not mean all y'all are equal. Please don't read it like that. And be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in. In due time. He'll give you the big fish when you're ready for the big fish. But when we begin to desire what others may have or achieve in the natural, then we are coveting. Man, you want to get under God's skin? Be a coveter. Always telling God what somebody else has? Oh, he don't want to hear you. 
the reason you want it is because you saw someone else with it? Do you know God can't stand that? He said in Exodus, do not covet your neighbor's house. Do not covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox, donkey, or anything else your neighbor owns. In other words, God said, don't come to me, want nothing that you see other folks have. Why did God say this? Why, is God, why, why does he have such a problem? Some of us have grown up with coveting. That's all we ever heard in our house. The reason why God is so adamant against coveting is because he knows that desiring what your neighbor has keeps your eyes off his plan for you. It's witchcraft. It's going to change your whole role in life because you are focused on someone else's. It becomes witchcraft in your life because you begin to seek God for what is not yours and then begin to seek ways to get what's not yours. This is why our society puts unreal or long shot achievements before us constantly. That's why they have a red carpet show. So you can watch it and wish that that was you. That's why they have reality shows. So you can say your reality sucks and someone else's is better. You can watch the cars, the clothes, the places they go and you can live vicariously through what you're seeing on TV. That's why they do it. They constantly dangle the carrot before the horse. They know the horse is going to chase it. You're just going to want it. Then your husband come home. Right. Hmm. Kim Kardashian is driving a Range Rover. We just have a range. Amen. Look at somebody say, wait. Can you wait? Look at somebody say, can you wait? I mean, really, can you wait? And y'all ain't waiting on a car and a house. Can't you just wait on God? You don't know what God has for you. Can you wait on him? When I say wait, I'm saying wait on what he says you're supposed to have. Your mama told you all your life you're supposed to have A, B, and C. Maybe God don't want you to have that. Can you wait until he tells you what you're supposed to have? why society puts unreal or long shot achievements before us constantly. They know if they keep, if we keep seeing it, singing about it, singing about it. How does Christians listen to R&B music? I want to know how you get images of women doing it, everything in your mind all day and not want to do it. But I want to do it with my wife. But that ain't who Ron Osley was singing about. Well, what do we listen to when we want to get in the mood? If you got to have music, then you already failed. What you need music for, bro? I don't need no music. The rhythm of my heart is enough beat. What you talking about? I got to give y'all a little piece of part eight now. (laughs) But they put it in front of you because they know you'll want it. So our society puts unreal, long shot achievements before us constantly. Because they know if you sing it, see it, 
and keep talking about it, you will want it and try to get it. So they put, our th- put thoughts in our mind to make us covet. And this keeps us from being what God intended. Walk in the spirit that you will not fulfill the lust, not sex, the lust of the flesh, what the flesh wants. If we are not operating the way God intended, then we will not receive from him and we will live chasing mammon instead of him. Summary! Godly contentment cannot be achieved if no one around you has it. I'm going to say that again. Godly contentment cannot be achieved if no one around you has it. Godly contentment will not be achieved if you surround yourself with people that you envy or are jealous of either. We must have a healthy balance of friends, family, etc. that will encourage God's plan in our lives and not their own plan for our lives. People that are not satisfied with themselves will try to hinder your satisfaction and contentment. So we must guard our lives and our what? Children from their poison. We must keep godly content people around to exhibit contentment and keep the environment around us conducive to the hand of God operating. When we do this, we will have contentment during our waiting periods and be satisfied when things try us. This is the only posture God moves in and we must achieve godly contentment before he can use us. Exodus says, moreover, watch this. Talking to Moses. He's saying, Moses, you can't do this by yourself no more. You need help. So I need you to get some folks to help you. This, these are the men I need you to get. This, is, this qualifies them. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people, able men, men, such as fear God, men of truth, the opposite of discontent. They got to be men that hate covetousness. And place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of ten. If you're going to be a ruler in the kingdom of God, you better hate coveting. Everybody bow your heads. Man, that's a powerful scripture. Hate coveting. You just got to hate it. Got to stop doing it. Amen. And be content with what you have. What you have. Where you are, what you have. Be content. That's what God wants for you and your family. I'm going to ask everyone in the building just stand up. I want to enjoy being content. Because what I want to exercise in here before you is what you need. And that's godly contentment. So you won't hear me pushing you. You won't hear me. If you come talk to me one-on-one about your situation, I'm going to choose the contentment. Because that's where we all have to be if we ever plan on God using any one of us in here. If we plan on our kids ever having a successful future, we have to exhibit contentment. That doesn't mean you settle for something that's jacked up. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you be content in that. Knowing that either way, God is still God. 
Amen? Does that make sense? Everyone bow your heads. Father God, I thank you for this body of believers, Lord. I thank you for adamant believers. I thank you for every person in this place. God, I thank you for the messages of creation role, contentment, God, and all of these basic foundational things. God, that seems so far away from so many because the new world order has crept into the church, has bought off the preachers, and have given us a word that is not coming from you. But God, it's back to basics here. Back to formula here. Because if we correct the formula, what we make out of it will be correct. So God, I pray right now that every believer under the sound of my voice would hear this message, God. That no one is lifted up in arrogance. No one is lifted up in ambition. But God, we want to serve you wholeheartedly. And reserve our lives for your plan. So I pray right now. Everyone lift your hands all over the building. Father God, every one of these believers in here. Write your plan upon their hearts. Write your script for their lives. Your reality. Your truth. And take covetousness away. Take their eyes off others. Keep their eyes on you. Let them know, God, that in due season, you've got them. If they would endure this waiting period. In the name that is above every name, every couple. Father, I pray right now that you would arrest the tongue of every man and every woman that is even speaking covetous things. That they will speak contentment in their home. Satisfaction in their home. And foundational things over their children. Creation roles. Let them operate the way you created them to operate. Let us function like you created us to function. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.